Today's daf is Kuf Tezvav. We're holding at the mission at the bottom of Kuf Yudalid. Now this is a, a common question, right? And we've dealt with some of it before. But uh, the case over here is that a guy walks into a store and he sees his books, he sees his vessels that he claims were stolen from him last week. So all of a sudden, this guy is selling stuff that, uh, uh, you know, or he sees it in somebody else's house. Now, just let's throw, talk about it. It's, you can't claim for, def, for sure, A, we don't even know for sure it was stolen. Right, that's the first thing. Second of all, even if it was stolen, we don't know for sure that what, that the person that has them was the thief. Maybe this guy bought it from the thief, oh. right? So they, but he's claiming that's my stuff, all right? So let's take a look. So a person recognizes his, his, his vessels, he recognizes his books in the hands of someone else. And the Mishnah acknowledges that there had been a claim that there had been a theft in his house previously, right? So the Mishnah says something which is really, it's a takonas chachomim. It's called takonas hashuk. The rabbis were, in, were, were interested in protecting buyers because if every time you buy something, it might end up being stolen and the guy might come take it for you, from you, it's going to be a big problem. So what they said is, we allow the owner, if he can prove ownership over the item, right, to take it, but only on one condition. What does he have to do? Make it sure. He has to pay the person who bought it. But the question is, how do we know how much the person who bought it, bought it for? So that person takes the oath. So therefore, this is different than the, the normal shvuz deraisa. A normal shvuz deraisa, you swear not to pay. All right, he has to swear as to how much it was he bought it for, and then we allow the uh, the, original the, 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 the original owner to, to pay the amount that this guy. So this guy won't be out of pocket. That's the bottom line. That's what we allow. It's takana to protect the market. And then, no, right. then the original owner. No, then again, go, go find, then go find the thief. The original, original owner's, owner. the original owner's the one who, he's, he's paid for it, he got it back, he wants his money. Go, go, go find the thief and sue the thief. Okay. All right? But with this way, you're protecting the buyer. All right. How do we know he's not the thief himself? We don't, we don't, we don't, right? Now, the way the Raja learned, if let's say there had been no claim of theft previously, right? There's been no claim of theft. So then, then the, 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 the person who's the so-called victim is not believed. We can't just allow people to walk into anybody's store and say, that's mine, it was stolen from me. There has to be a backup that what? That there at least had been a call Previously, that there had been a robbery in his house, all right? Mm-hmm. Because in the very least, right, we have to assume that even if this fellow doesn't claim he bought it from the owner, but whoever he says he bought it from, right, 
It could be that person didn't steal it from this guy. It could be that person, this may be the second time round it's being sold. So therefore, to go ahead now and make a takana that he should be able to take it and pay the guy, oh no, who says we're gonna make it? We're not gonna allow it in that case. We only allow it if there's been some type of call that what? That there previously was a theft in this guy's house, all right? Now, says more like this, l'chayra, right? Why is that enough? Right? Why is it enough that because there was a claim before, maybe what the one's concerned about over here is that it could be that, that there's buyer's remorse. Well, no, 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 well, in this case it would be uh, seller's, seller's remorse. All right? So he sold this. So he comes up with a chap. I'm going to say, oh, I just had a robbery. I know where it is. A week later, I'm going to go and claim that's my stuff. How do you know that didn't happen? Because there is a claim there was a robbery. Why does that give any you know, any in, uh, vindication to his to to the the claim? Even if there is a report that there was a, a theft in the city, my have who who cares? Let, let us be concerned that he actually did sell it and he's the one that is the source of the claim that it was stolen and therefore you, why that's not a real backup to his claim he says that no that's actually you have to have a little more circumstantial evidence over here what happened was it was known that he had he was putting up that night he was giving guests he had guests in his house or people in his house and he got up and he was screaming in the middle of the night my, my utensil had been stolen meaning it had to be more than just oh guys had something stole from me but it was there was a, a, a scenario a situation that happened that he had people, strangers in his house, and in the middle of the night, we know the, the neighbors can attest to the fact he got up and started screaming that I've been ripped off, I've been ripped off, and that was the situation. So one says like this, again, if we're saying that this guy has seller's remorse and he is intelligent in any manner, then that's what he's going to prefabricate that. That's not prefabricate. He's going to fabricate that. That's not, uh, that's not a proof. So it says, is that certainly we should say that this is just a pretext. Meaning, again, if we're concerned that they might be fabricated, then this, this, that, that just strengthens up that, 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 that adds to his story. Right, right. right. So it says, no. So Rab Saim, Rab Makana, Messiah, and Bob, Mishmei, the Rab, the way Rab Kahana concluded this in the name of Rab, is that there was actually a tunnel. These guys tunneled out at night. I guess they didn't want to schlep everything through the mains of their living room or they get caught, so they tunneled out. So we actually found a tunnel going from the house out, of, out into, the, uh, into the public domain. Right, and that this is what the people who were staying in the house they went out from. And they were witnessed say, see, saying that we saw they had bundles which clearly looked like vessels, bags of vessels that they had on their shoulders. Uh, show pony and everybody then can attest this clearly was a, 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 a heist this clearly was a robbery so it's not that there is just a, a call there was, there was real backing here so it says like this fine but again so we know there's a robbery and they even know that in the vest there were vessels that could be seen through the bag right 
But how do you know? Maybe it was only vessels and not books. What this guy is claiming, he's going into the store and he's saying is that vessels and books were stolen from me. How do you know it was books? Maybe just vessels, right? Maybe, maybe he sold the books and now he has remorse on the selling of the books. But must be the people of the city that saw the bags were able to tell that in the bags weren't just vessels, but also in the bags were books as well. Meaning, maybe, yes, they saw books, but maybe the books they saw were small books. He actually sold larger books, and he's using that now as, oh, you know, there was a robbery. They only took my small books, but now I can use this to get back my bigger books, even though the bigger books weren't the ones that were stolen. So I'm Rabbi Yezabachanin, you have to say, the Ka'amri say for plenty of plenty, is that actually they're able to identify, they were able to identify the books that were stolen these were the books that were stolen. So what it says like this, V'dil mahavu atiki v'katain chadati. So what it says like this. Now, the, 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 the way Raj explains it to understand the next question is, I mean, they were able to identify like the name of the Sefer. Yeah, he had Yeshua stolen, yeah, Shmo stolen, meaning they were able to that level of identification. But they can't tell for sure, which is the one's question is, that maybe this is a newer version. This is actually a newer, more valuable version of that which they claim was stolen, and to that level, they, they, they perhaps don't know. So I'm Rabbi Yehoshua of Dekam, Maybe the ones that were stolen were already older and more, more worn out, and he's claiming that these were the new ones that were stolen. Again, is that it's more than just saying the name of the Sefer. Were they Mamish able to identify that was the particular Sefer? So initially we thought they were able to say, yes, it was a safer, it was a big one, a small one, large, you know, you know a safer Torah is different than a safer Yeshua, and it was a safer Torah, it was safer, no, no, more than just it was a, a smaller or larger book, they were able to identify which one it was, and therefore, that, therefore that's the, that is where, in this case, where the Takanas Ashuk was put into play, that we know for a fact that that book had been stolen, that had been stolen, we let him get it back, but in order that there should be a Takana for the buyer, we make him pay the buyer the money. Now, says the Gemara like this. Now, the Gemara wants to know is that Rav Kahana said that we're talking about a case, there's a lot of uh, uh, circumstantial proof, even uh, that it was stolen because we, we, there was a tunnel. Right? There was a tunnel now, underneath the house. Now, we know that Rav said in another case that in a case of Baba Machteris, right? If there is a tunnel, tunnel entering a house, is that the, the thieves that steal, when they get caught, they don't have to pay. You know why? Who can guess why? Thieves that get caught tunneling from a house, they don't pay. Because we say that when somebody comes, to, when somebody steals in a house, right? You never know if you're gonna be confronted by the owner and you're still willing to go into the house. So we say that we know that there is a chazaket. If the owner, owner confronts you, the owner's not letting you go. 
This is going to be a fight to the death. And you're still willing to go in. The halach is the owner has a right because he knows that you're willing to come in and fight. He can put a bullet between your eyes and his potter. But Baba Machteres is like, uh, you, you, you. so therefore, anytime someone steals in the middle of the night, tunneling into somebody's house, the halacha is, he's not going to have to pay, even if he makes it out alive, since he was subject to the death penalty while he was there, what rule kicks in? No, no, he's not. But at the time when he stole, he was. And therefore, what rule kicks in? So at that point, therefore, he doesn't have to pay. That's Rav's Chiddush. Even though you don't actually execute the guy, but since there was a, a you could have, you had a hatter to execute the guy. So that's the, that's the question. So says like this, If somebody tunneled into a house, took the kalim and left, he doesn't have to pay. My time, what's the reason? Because Bidmei kind of know, with his blood, he has acquired them through the laws of Kamli Ravmine. So when I say it like this, it's a, it's a big mistake in Cheshben here. That's only if the tunnel is being used to go into the house to steal the item. Rav's case that he gave here in the name of Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana Marav, wasn't that the tunnel, these guys came in under the guise of their yes, guests, yes. all right? These, they just use it to slip out. That you don't have a hector, you know? You want to put a bullet between the guy's, uh, 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 between the eyes, the eyes, the guy's eyes when he comes into the house through the tunnel, that you can do. But if he's on his way out, to put in the back of the head, that you don't have a right to go ahead and do. So therefore, that's not a kasha. There's no kamle bedravimine over here. Hanimili de karnobe vobimachteres. That's only when he was coming into the house through the tunnel. To me, kara maser nafshele Because from the get-go, he is borrowing into the house, not necessarily knowing what's going to be on the other side, willing to take that risk. That is a person that is subject to the laws of that he can be killed. Avahani, but these guys came into the Master of Shailakatol. Coming into the house, they didn't wear Moisir Nefesh. They came under the guise that they were guests, looked around a little bit, saw it, and then they borrowed out. They, you don't have a right to kill him. There's no Din Baba Machteris. All right, let's go weiter. Now, now the murderer actually, Ravah really reframes this whole halacha. And he says like this. What is the concern here? The concern is that a person had seller's remorse and to avoid, uh, and, and just to go ahead and claim was stolen and therefore even letting him pay it back. Well, what right do we have to do that? We're now feeding into his, 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 into, in, into, into his uh, evilness, letting him pay to get it back because he wants the item back. Right? So we have to know for sure that the item had been stolen. Then we have to go through all those details. Says Rava, that's only with a balabas that's known to sell on a regular basis his books and his vessels. So that's when you can say there's been seller's remorse. But if it's a regular balabas that never sells his vessels, never sells his books, so then in such a case, we don't have to come up to a, such a thing. In such a case that as long as there could have been, there was a, a shmur that something was stolen from his house, that's good enough. We don't need to have all of the details of they saw the bag, they saw the, because we know that this guy generally doesn't sell the stuff. The guy doesn't generally sell the stuff, so what's it doing in somebody else's possession must be that it was stolen. That would su- suggest initially it had, that, that would be okay. So I'm a That's only with a, a, a homeowner that normally sells his items, his vessels. But generally, we've never heard that he sold. So then, we don't need to have all of that detail 
that, uh, uh, so what do you need though? What do you need? So the Rambam says, you still, uh, I'm sorry, Rashi says over here, you still need that the, they were seen coming out of the house with bundles. We don't have to know what actually was in the bundles, but we just have to know they're coming out. That, that, that level you still know. So that's the more like this, okay. But there is situations where people run out, people, people need money. I Meaning even if a guy's not necessarily, does not necessarily sell his books, and, but, but what's the norm is people sometimes get stuck. And when they need money, then they sell off. So they have a, how do you know it's still not a situation where he's been selling his remorse, and even though he doesn't normally sell his items, but maybe he needed money. The fact that there was a shmur that was stolen offsets that concern. Meaning, if the concern was that, that this guy just needed money, we're not... We're not, we, 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 to say that a guy needed money, right? And also on top of, I mean, you have to now assume he needed money, assume he, pre, there was a, 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 a pretext for the whole thing, he claimed that it was stolen. Uh, to, to make all of those assumptions, we're not going to worry about it. A guy normally doesn't sell his stuff. And we know something was stolen from his house. People saw people carrying bags out of his house. And he says, that's my stuff. The Takona uh, will, will be in place. He pays for it. The guy swears on what he, what, what he pay, bought it from the thief farm or wherever he bought it from. And we move on. That's the Takona. Let's go weiter. Itmar. All right. Now, Amar Abzalmar says like this. Ganav umachar ba'achar ganav. All right? So now, till now we're dealing with a situation where we didn't know who the Ganav was. We know the Ghana. We just see a find a guy. He claims that he bought it from someone. So we don't know who the Ghana is. So there's a Takana. What happens if we know the Ghana has been found? All right. How does that change the dynamics in terms of? But still, there's a third person holding my my stuff. Right. Now we're going to see. It has to be before Yush. Because if use took place by the original owner, by the original owner, then the father he can't go back and demand his stuff, right? That's be before use. So itmar ganav umachar v'achar ganav. The guy went and uh, stole articles, sold them, and then the ganav was caught. All right. Rav as a rav mishmei de Rebbe chia amar hadin imar rishon. So he says like this. In such a case, the victim only can go after the thief. Which means he goes after the thief, you owe me X, Y, Z, I don't have it anymore, then pay me out. Right? Now Raji says that he means that he can sue the thief, but he says that, uh, he says that we still allow him to go to the... Uh, to the to the to the to the buyer, right? The third, the third. We still allow him to go and say, I'll, "You have to give him my stuff, and I'm willing to pay you." That's how Rashi explains it. Meaning, you, you can the sue one. the thief, uh-huh. sue the thief, but if you want to get your stuff from the guy that has them, the buyer is obligated to sell it to the original. And but, and but you would have to pay him, right? That's what he holds. The money that he paid to the, the, the Ghana, whatever. Yes. yes. 
Right. Now, and then he'll have to go back to, well, I guess he doesn't have to do anything. The original owner has got to sue the Ghanav for his money. He sues the Ghanav, and if he wants, on top of it, to get his stuff back, he has to pay for it. That's what, that's what means Adinim Arishon. Rabbi Yochanan made Rabbi Yanai Amar, Hadinim Asheni. He says that, no. He says that the second person, the guy who bought it from the thief, is also culpable on some level, even though he might not have meant it, but he's still involved in the theft, and therefore, you have a right, whether you want to sue the first fellow, or you want to sue the... The, 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 you can demand your either money back from the first guy or your books and Kalim from the second guy and not have to pay. That guy now will have the headache and let him go sue the thief to collect his money back. All right? Now, the Chorah, so now it would seem, though, what happened to the Takana? Well, the Takana is when there is no thief. But yeah, there is a thief. doesn't matter. Bottom line is that, so that's the Machlokas. Is the Takana in existence still when the thief is identifiable? Or is the Takana not in existence if the thief is identifiable? One says, Amr of Yosef, they really look pliggy. They're not arguing that much. Why? They're not arguing really at all. Because I'll tell you, the easy way to explain why they're not arguing is, is did Yush happen? Let's speak it out. Is as follows. Khan Lifnei Yush, if it's before Yush, then the owner has a right to his items. So therefore, in such a case, so therefore, so that's when Rabbi Yochanan is saying, you can even go and claim your stuff back from the second guy because he actually was involved in the theft by taking it even further away from you. You can go claim it back from him. Whereas, uh, uh, and, can, and, there, and therefore, can if use. Now, if it's after Yush, then your only recourse in terms of suing is Hadin uh, Im Harishon. That the Din is with the, uh, with, the, the, with, with, with the original owner. He can, he can buy it and, and, and not the buyer. And not the buyer, right? And, and, and by the way, then according to this understanding that if it's talking about after use, then you don't have a right even to go back to the buyer oh. and ask him for it back for the money because you have no uh, right to the item according to this tariff. Now, the one brings in that really this, this works good because neither of them argue with Rav Chista. We started a sugya a few days ago. Rav Chista says that if somebody stole something and either you ate it or you bought it, you're considered to have furthered the gneva and he can come after you. But that's only if it's before Yish. Right. So now it comes out that both opinions are agreeing with Rav Chista. The only reason Rav Yochanan says you can't come after the guy is because it's after Yish. So therefore they both hold like Rav Chista in this answer. All right? Rechisto is the one that said Rishon, right? No, Rechisto wasn't mentioned at all over here. Rechisto was mentioned really a few days ago. Oh, that's, uh, that's what they talk about. Right. Yeah, the beginning of the, the beginning that's what he said. Rechisto said that if a guy you fade it to right. a children or the Mishnah or whatever, there, there, that, they, that, that, right. that, therefore it's before Yush, right. then it's considered like you furthered the Gneva and he can mm. come after you as well, which is what we are saying over here. That's actually what we're saying. The only reason of Yogan is that you can't come after the buyer anymore is because once Yush happened, you can't come after the buyer. You don't own it anymore. Yeah. Right. So Moses says like this. Now, we're going to have a number of different answers, okay? So now, so the Gemara says that, 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 the, the, that Rav and Rabbi Yochanan, according to 
Rabbi Yosef, do not argue. Just one was talking before Yush, one was talking about after Yush. Uh, 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 so Amr Lei Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef said to his Rabbi, Amr Lei Rabbi Abaya, so uh, Abaya said to his Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef, for Pligi, are you telling me that they would not argue? All right? Lechor, I'm going to show you a similar situation where it seems to be that they do argue, and it's actually, this would be a kasha on Rav. Let's see. Now, we know that there is a Matnas Kahuna. We talked about this before, 24 Matnas Kahuna. One of them is Rolachayim Bekeva. Rolachayim Bekeva is the uh, uh, organs, the certain organs and limbs that even on a Chulun animal, you have to give to the... So the case over there is like this. Now, by Rolachayim Bekeva, it's not Shaykh Yush. Because the, the, the Shevet, the tribe, cannot be Meyayish on something that is owed to them. Right? So even mm-hmm. if someone's trying to steal it from them, there's no use in such a case. Clear why there can't be use? It's owned by the entity, not by any one particular Kohen. Oh, All right? Oh. So now, so it says like this. So, Matnas Kahuna, Lifnei Yush Dami, that there is, even by the case of Matnas Yush, which is always a case before Yush, and Bikligi, and still we see that there is a Machlokus concerning something that is stolen, whether or not you can go to the first guy only, or you can even go to the second guy, right? Where do we have the case? This none. We learned in a Mishnah. Amarlo, let's say you have over here, that you have a butcher. Now the butcher is the owner of the animal, and he has a guy who comes to buy it from him. So he says, Amarlo, he said, sell me the innards. I want the innards, the inner organs of the cow. And included in them was the stomach, the, the maw, it's called. That's one of the matnas kahuna, all right? So then, So the buyer who buys the stomach, even though now he has to give up a piece no, of no, it, blood. right? He gives up, a, not, not word, not blood, no, that means value. Want, no, no, damim means the, 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 the value, the price. Oh, okay. it means like, so it means like this, is that he can't go back to the seller and say, hey, you sold it to me, and I didn't realize that part of it I still have to go give to a Cohen, and therefore you should deduct from the purchase okay. price. He doesn't have a right to do that, because your understanding is that whatever it should give to the Cohen, if it was given, or you're going to give it, but your price is not going to end up changing. All right? So that's not a problem. Now, but what happens if the way it was bought was by weight? All right? I'm paying you $15 a pound. And it happens to be that the butcher left in the stomach inside. Okay? Now you could hear that the buyer has a complaint. Because I paid you by weight. And part of that weight is something I'm not able to keep. Right? So it says like this. So mishko. But a no snow Kohen, so in such a case that the, the buyer is not allowed to hold on to it, it's stolen, it's, it belongs to the Kohanim. So he has to give the stomach, part of the stomach to the Kohen. But now he can go back to the butcher and say to him, listen, instead of being 15 pounds now, there's only 11 pounds now, and therefore you need to charge me not for 15 pounds, you need to charge me for 11, and you have to deduct from the purchase price. So therefore, Now, comes along Rav, and Rav says, it really depends how complicit was the buyer in the transaction, meaning in, the, in, in, in what, what, what happened over here. He says, He says that this is only true 
is where uh, he says uh, uh, he says like this. That's only where he the the um, where, the, where where he himself. Second, it's, it's he's only allowed. Oh, write this now. The Kohen, by the way, let's talk about from the Kohen standpoint. The Kohen the takes the stomach from the buyer and doesn't have to pay for it. Why doesn't he have to pay for it? Because it's mine. It's gifted to the Shevet Kahuna. I'm representative of Shevet Kahuna. You have to give it to me that one. So says, say, so says uh, Rav that the only time the Kohen doesn't have to pay for it is where the one who weighed it was the butcher. So when the one who weighed it was the butcher, so then you cannot hold the buyer responsible in any way for being part of the, the theft i.e. keeping it away from the Kohen, right? Because the one who weighed it was, so therefore in such a case, the, that's where the, the, the buyer can go back to the Kohen and ask for deduction, right? And the Kohen collects it from the buyer with, 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 with uh, I, I, I'm not reading this, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm reading it incorrectly. Is that where the buyer weighed it? I'm sorry. Where the buyer weighed it, so then the buyer is part of the problem over here. He's the one who did the weighing. So when he's involved in the weighing, the weighing is like considered to be like Lechora, even inadvertently, but it's part of the act of the Gneva from the Kohen. That's where the Kohen takes it back from him without having to pay him. And he, he then goes back to the seller, to the butcher, and says, you have to, now I lost that piece, you have to deduct it from the purchase price. But let's say what happened is that the buyer had no involvement whatsoever. The buyer, what's that? The butcher. The butcher was the one that weighed it, all right? The butcher weighed it, the butcher did everything, and then gives it to the buyer. In such a case, the Cohen shows up, you know what the buyer can tell the Kohen? I'll give it to you, but you need to pay me. You need to pay me. You have to, he tells the Kohen, you have to pay me. I paid for it, you have to pay me, okay? Now, let's think about this for a minute. This is like the case of before Yush, but it's gone to a third party, and the third party was not involved in the theft. So you see that Rav holds, even if it's before Yush, even before Yush, you can still ask the, 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 the person taken away from you to have to pay. So what we answered before, that it's before Yush or after Yush, that answer is not working over here. Right? Again, so, the coin is before Yush. Right? I assume the coin is before Yush. Yeah, that's it, because there's no Yush by the coin. I told you, it can't be Yush over there. It's like this. So, Lo Shana it's only if the buyer himself weighed it himself. Then he can't ask for the coin to pay him. But if the Tabach did everything and he weighed it, so then Adin Imatabach, in such a place, the Kohen can only claim the, from the Tabach if he doesn't want to have to pay for it. He can come to the Tabach and say, you owed me or you owed the shave, but if you want to, and therefore the Kohen can sue the butcher, but if he wants to go to the buyer, what's going to end up happening? He's going to have to pay the buyer for it. Mm-hmm. So says, you're right. So says, then say what Rav meant, is that when Rav said that the, the claim is, he didn't mean the claim is uh, 
He doesn't mean that the law is only with the butcher. It means avdin imatabach. It means that it can go against both. All right? Meaning like this. So we're changing what Rav means. We're changing what we thought Rav meant. We thought Rav meant was that if the butcher did it all, the butcher did it all, so then you, then you can only go to the butcher. And then, but if you want to go to the buyer, you have to pay. We said it's before Yush. Before Yush, we said before, you didn't have to pay. Moses, no. When it says you go to the butcher, it doesn't mean you go to the butcher exclusively. It means you can even go to the butcher. Now, the chiddush, what's, what's the chiddush? Why? Why does it have to tell you that? Because you might think, since Matnas Kahuna, wherever they are, that's where they are. So therefore, they're no longer by the butcher, so therefore it's not by him, it's by this, the buyer. Maybe you should only be able to get it from the buyer. Who says you can go back to the butcher? They don't exist by the butcher. They don't, they, wherever they are, that's considered, that's where they are, go after where they are. Kamash Malan, since they were by him, and he by right should have given it to the Kohen and not sold it, so therefore you can even go back to the, to the butcher. That's the Chiddush over here. So my other saying, that maybe they can't really be stolen. Wherever they are, they are. There's no concept of stealing them, right? It's like they give them from Hashem to the Kohanim. And therefore, maybe you can't go to the co- uh, to the bo- to the butcher then to collect on it if he doesn't have it. Kamash Malan, you can. Says the more like this. Now, a buyer who asked the question, right? A buyer thought that there is a machlokus going on. Now, what we just said now is that there is no machlokus, right? Rabbi said there's no machlokus between uh, Rav and Rabbi Yechanan. Abaya said there clearly is a machlokus between Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yochan, because how do you explain the case of the butcher? So we, Rabbi Yosef answered him how you explain the case of the butcher. But Abaya thinks there is a machlokus. So if Abaya thinks the machlokus, then what is the machlokus between Rav and Rabbi Yochan? That's the one who wants to know. So Abaya to Amr Pligi, so my Pligi, what are they arguing about? But Rab Chista, they actually argue about Rab Chista. Again, Rab Chista was that a guy stole it, and then he either he gave it to a third person, the person ate it, it's not that it still existed, and it's before Yush, Rabbi Yosef held that that, held that that third person is considered part of the theft and you can take it away from that third person he and, 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 and you as well. You can go to that third person and sue that third person as well. So that's what the machlokas is. According to Abaya, Rav disagrees with that. Rav holds that we don't consider the third person complicit in the uh, uh, we, we don't is it wrong? Um, Yes, I'm sorry. Rabbi Yochanan holds, holds like Rabbi Chista. Rabbi Yochanan holds is that you can sue either person, but Rav holds that no, is that once it's gone over to a, uh, to, to a buyer or to a third person, you cannot sue the buyer. You still can only sue the, the thing. That's how a buyer would explain the machlokas. The machlokas is in Rabbi Chista's ruling. Now we have a third way of understanding. Rav Zvid Amar is, I'll tell you what happened is, there was Yush over here, but the way the Yush happened is not in the normal way. Normally you have Yush, and then you have the Shini Rishus, right? When it's by the, the, the thief, there's Yush, and then it transfers, right? What happens the other way around? What happens if it first transferred to the buyer, and then it was Mayayish? Can you still, do we still say is, 
oh, there's nothing you can do because there was Yush and Shin Roshosh and therefore the buyer has it outright, you can't get it back. Or do we say, is that Yush and Shin Roshosh only helps you if the Yush happened first so that the time when it transferred, it no longer was taken in, in a prohibitive manner. But if the Shin Roshosh happened first and then the Yush, so maybe then you could say that the buyer got it in a prohibitive manner and he can't. So that's going to be the Machlokas over here. So Rab Zvid Amar Kegayin Shinis Yashua Bailim Biyad Lekech while it was in the hands of the Lokeach. Alright? So therefore what happens is like Benoiz Yashu Biyad Ganav and the Yush did not happen in the hands of the Ganav which is the normal case. So Bahapalik and that's what they're arguing about. Mar Safa Yush Ba'akakacha Shinoi Rishos Kani doesn't matter. Either way Yush first Shinoi Rishos doesn't matter. As long as they both happen collectively it's Kona the buyer owns it and you can't go after the buyer which is what Rabbi um uh, I'm sorry, the other way around. So that's what Rav is going to hold. So therefore, Marasav Rav Yochanan holds Yush Vachashin Rishus. It has to be Yush first, then Shush, then it's Kona. But if it's Shin Rishus, but if Yush Shin Rishus happened first, and then the only Yush happened while the buyer had it, Yush low Kani, and therefore in such a case you could go after the buyer because it's not considered like he owns it. Whereas Rav holds, so Rav makes no difference. Either way, the buyer owns it, and you cannot go after the buyer. Mm-hmm. Now, fourth explanation: Papa Amar Glima Milamare. That everybody agrees that if it's a, an item, like, a, like a, a cloak, a stolen garment, both Rav and Rabbi Yochanan hold that the owner can demand that it be given back. A recognizable item. What's that? It's like a recognizable item. Something that's clear, clearly defined, right? Therefore, in such a case, there is no argument over there. Everybody holds, you can get it back, and, uh, right? and he, he has to give it back, all right? Um, uh, and then the question is going to be, what about the takana or the... Uh, you know, so therefore like this. But They're arguing about actually the takana sashuk. You can get it back for sure, right? It's before you, you can get it back. The only question is, is there, ta- is there a takana sashuk? All right? So now, um, and now we're going to have to change the wording to fit this explanation. So more is like this. So therefore... The question is, now the buyer has to give it back. Do the Chachomim let him get compensation from the owner? So Rav Mishmei de Rav Amar Hadinim Rishon. What does Rav mean the din is with the first one? Rishon here doesn't mean... Uh, uh, it, the, the, the Rishon is... We're not talking about over here in terms of the victim. Is it from the first guy or the second guy? Now we're looking about from the perspective of the buyer. Can the buyer... Who does he get his money back from? He had to give it up. So from the buyers, so he says like this, Adim Imar Rishon is only with the first one. First one being the thief. The buyer cannot demand the money back. He has to give it back to the owner and he can only go back to the first guy. Who's the first guy? He goes back to his thief, to the thief to get his money back. All right? Because Dinah Lokeach because the law is that the buyer can recover his money only from the thief, not from the owner. The law is what the He doesn't hold that the takana for the marketplace is in this case. All right? That's, he doesn't agree with that. All right? Now, um, and Rabbi Yochanan was robbing. Rabbi Yochanan says, Mishum Rabbi Yanai, Hadinim Asheni means like this. Is the din is Nasheni, Dinah Delokeach Delishkal Mibala Bias. If the the asulat to is that the that the uh, buyer, I mean the yeah, the buyer has to give it up to the owner, but he can also demand that the owner pay him because of the takonis 
uh, the, the takana, because of the takana of the marketplace. Now, says the Gemara like this. It comes out, they're arguing about whether you hold the takana of the marketplace or not, which more questions, what? Does Rav really hold there is no such thing as a takana of the market? Because that would seem to be that he holds an hold of the takana market. So when it says, Vaharavuna Talmida de Rav Havin, what is an interesting thing? We know that Ravuna was a star student of Rav, and generally you would assume that if a student takes a position, whose position is he taking? His Rebbe's position. So therefore, what do we know? And we know, Vaharavuna Talmida de Rav Havin, Vahanan Bisho. And we know that Hanan Bisho, Ganav Glima Vizabne. We know that there was a guy, we've had him before, Hanan Bisho was the guy who, remember, he punched the guy in the ear, and then he came back, and he said, okay, if you're gonna try, I'll punch him again. We had him before, we had this, there's the wicked Hanan, he's known as a weird, wicked guy. So this wicked Hanan, Ganav Glima, he stole a cloak, and he sold it, Vizabne. Azmei the Ravuna, came before Ravuna, was the Talmud of Rav, and Amalei, Lahu Gavra, Zil Shari Avitech. And Ravuna, told the owner, go and redeem your pledge. Means you can go and take it back from the person who bought it, but you have to pay for it. Which lechorot means that you see that Rav Halls of Takana Sashavim. Now the Foreshim speak out here is that the Gemara is talking about do we hold Takana Sashavim where we know who the thief is. Because if we don't know who the thief is, we already saw the Mishnah says there's a Takanas HaShavim. Our question is, do we say Takanas HaShavim even where we know who the thief was? And we said, Rav doesn't say Takanas HaShavim where you know who the thief is. And here we see Rav Huna, who we know, Hanan Bisho, was the thief, and still he holds of the Takanas HaShavim. So when it says, Shani Hanan Bisho, Kevan the Lake Elish Dalumen Mineis. Hanan Bisho was such a wicked guy that you can't get compensation from him. And they, he, would not, he would not agree. It's as if he doesn't exist. And therefore, it's like there's no Ganev. That's why he's not going to show him. It's as if there's not been discovered. Amara says like this, Amarova, Im Ganev Mefursim Hu. Let's say the buyer buys from someone that everybody knows this guy deals in hot property. Right? So there, the buyer cannot say, ah, Takonis HaShavim, you have to pay me back. <laughs> I don't have to pay you back if you know you're buying from somebody that everybody knows is, is, is a thief. Someone says, Lo there's no Takonis HaShuk over there, not Takonis HaShuk, there's no Takonis for the marketplace. Says the Gemara, but Hanan Bisho was known to be a wicked, the Gemara assumes he was wicked, which means everyone thought he knew he was a thief. So why did Ravuna allow the owner to collect compensation from the, the, the buyer to a conversation by the owner. Even even though he was known for his wickedness, but he wasn't known to be a, a ganav. He was known to be a wicked guy. He beat people up. He was a violent guy. But he wasn't known to be a ganav. So you can't say you know you're getting hot property from him. Itmar. Mora says as follows. So now we're continuing discussing this katana, katana ashuk. Discuss where it happens. The case was... Ganev stole something, Uparavachogo. Now what he did is he had a creditor that he owed $1,000. Steals an item and he goes to his creditor and he says, listen, I'll give you the item, wipe out my credit. All right? Now that item is a stolen piece of property. Okay? The question is, or Ganev Uparavachogo, or guy goes to the shopkeeper and says, listen, I have on a credit I bought a bunch of stuff from you on credit. If I give you this item, will you wipe out the credit? Pretty much a similar case, either to the lender or to the, uh, a person that has let you buy stuff on credit. All right, now the owner shows up 
And the owner says, that's my item. No use. I want my item back. Do we say that the owner has to pay the lender or the shopkeeper because they wiped out the credit based on this. So that, is that like a purchase? And by a purchase, we said you gotta pay the guy back. What? But in this case, there was no real transaction passing hands because it was just, I wiped out my debt. I wiped that guy, my, my, my lien on the, on the or whatever, the, the, the money that the guy owed me, I wiped out, right? So when it says like this, and this is the law about Takonas Ashuk. There was no Takonas Ashuk. Now we're gonna see, very interesting, what the, what the, what the, what the you sowed over here is, is that they only made a Takonas Ashuk where the person specifically wanted that item. Where the buyer wanted that item, now you're taking the item back, you have to pay him. But here, these guys didn't specifically want that item. They just wanted something of value from the guy in order to wipe out what he owed. So they can't claim, it's not fair. I wanted that item, no, you didn't want that item. So what, you want your money back? Go back to the guy who, let, who you borrowed, the, who you lent the money to. Go back to the shopkeeper, the shopkeeper, go back to the guy who you gave him credit. And re- that, reinstate the debt. You can't say it's not fair, I didn't know, and because you, you can't argue you wanted this particular item. Right, everyone understand that. So when it says like this, the Amri lo midi. You didn't give anything on because of this particular item. Okay, when it says like this, let's say the situation is like this: is that a guy stole an item and then he goes to a uh, a lender and he says, "Listen, you lend me a thousand dollars, and I will give you this as a pledge." I'll give this a pledge. Now what happens is, this item is worth $2,000. So the one is going to say that if a loan is given where the item is worth more, then you could argue the reason why the guy lent the money is because he actually hopes that what will end up happening is that the guy will 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 default, and so it's almost that's much closer to saying I want that particular item like a sale. You hear that, right? So much is like this. So mashkanta shavim asan b'meyo. So he took a mashkan that was worth two thousand zuz, a two hundred zuz, and he took it for a loan. It was only one hundred. So azubat takanas ashuk says the gemara according to this opinion there is takanas ashuk because there you could argue that the lender can say I wanted that item. That's why I lent it, right? Now, let's say it's $100. i am giving you $100. You're giving me an item worth $100. So now we have a machlokus. Amemer Amar, Amemer says, in that case, because why? Because there you can't, can't argue necessarily that that's the item that I wanted, right? And Marzutra Amar, that no, you do say, even in that case, the lender can still say, I took it because I was hoping that I would get that item, and therefore it is that he wanted it, and therefore Takonas Shuk does agree. Which means that when it's identified as stolen property, the buyer, the owner will have to pay the lender the value, what it's worth, and then he'll have to go fight with the thief to get his money back. Now, Zvina Shave Beshave. Now what happens if it's uh, stolen goods were sold? Now this is the normal case, right? You basically went and sold something for what its value is. Then Azabat Takana Zashuk, right? It's an, you stole an item with a hundred, you sold it to somebody for a hundred. Mm-hmm. So then, again, he bought that for the hundred because he wanted that item. So you, you, the owner wants to take it away from the buyer, the owner's gonna have to give the buyer the hundreds, right? Clear? Shava may have been Masan, however, very interesting. What happens if the stolen goods was only worth a hundred? 
and the person who's selling it gave him $200 for it. The question is, why would he do that? Right? So what I'm saying is, that's more like a gift than a sale. We don't look at it. it means he wanted to go ahead and give him it's like a gift. like Hunter Biden's artwork. All right. <laughs> so therefore, so bottom line is that we don't look at it as a sale. And on a gift, there is no takkanas ashavim. There is no takkanas ashavim. All right. So he wants us like this. So therefore, lo asu bo takkanas So therefore, there is no takkanas ashavim. Rav Amr says, no. I still consider, even if the person paid way over what it's worth, there should still be considered a takonos ashuk in, 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 people pay, sometimes people pay more for whatever reason they want it, and therefore it's not viewed as a gift, it's still viewed as a purchase, and you have to pay takonos ashuk. Okay, vital. The Allah in all of these cases, there is a takana for the marketplace, except for except for the case where it was the stolen gift, where the stolen item was used to wipe out debt or to wipe out credit. Because there, in that case, it's clearly that the guy's not interested in the item and he can't say, oh, it's not fair, I paid for that item, no, you didn't pay anything for that item. And there, in that case, he has to turn it over and go back to the thief to collect his money. All right. Mordechai brings down the following story. Avimi bar Nazi, Chamua de Ravina, Havimasik bahu gavra arbazuzi. So Avimi bar Nazi was the father-in-law of Ravina, and he was owed four zuz by some guy. Gone of glima asyanehale. Now what happened was the guy who owed him the money stole a garment, stole a, and brought it to Avimi. And what happened was, so Avimi f- took the garment, forgave him on the four zuz, and then gave him another loan of four zuz. Right? Everyone hear what's going on here? So therefore, Uzvei Arba Zuz Yachrini. Now, Lusov Then what happens was, the thief was discovered, right? And the owner wants back his garment. Now the question is, do we impl- apply the takanas, uh, the takana? Meaning, can he say, I'll give you back the garment, but you have to give me back what I spent on it. And the question is, what did he spend on it? So Azra Kamei de Ravina, came to Ravina. It's interesting, they point out Ravina was the father-in-law. So you see by an Adam Gadol, you can have him judge your case if you're agreeing to it, even though he's related. So therefore, Azra Kamei de Ravina. So Amar, so Ravina said, Kamai Ganavaparabachova. The for the first loan, that's talking about a case where you took it in order to wipe out the debt. And therefore, you uh, for that you cannot ask the guy to pay you for the cloak on the first transaction. It wasn't really a transaction on the first loan. However, so the low buyer may level of media, and therefore the owner for that doesn't have to pay anything for the garment. However, the fact that you now were willing to give him a second one, that was because you were holding onto the garment as a, like it's a pledge. Even though it's, 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 uh, 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 it, it was really used to pay off the other one, but it also induced, it induced the reason why you're willing to give the second one. And therefore the, the, the second one is, uh, is considered to be subject because it's a pledge. On a pledge, we said it is subject to the laws of Takana Sashuk. Therefore, you want it back, you've got to give me the four Zuz. So Shakal Zuzcha Vahadra Glimi. 
co- collect your forzers from the owner, and then, I, and, then, and then you give the cloak back to him. So Maskele Rav Cohen, Rav Cohen, very interesting. We've had Rav Aaron so far and Rav Cohen, two names I've never seen in other Masechus. So anyway, Maskele Rav Cohen, Dilma, Glima, Bahane, Zuzi, Kamoi, Yahavez, Nehale. He says, who says? That may be like this. The borrower gave the cloak only for the first four, which is the chorus, it's difficult, this portion. He only gave her the first one. The first four, you don't have to pay for the cloak. And the second one, he lent him without a pledge, just as the first one he lent him without a pledge. And therefore, and therefore, he trusted to give it him without a pledge, like he gave the first four without a pledge. And therefore, you have no right to ask him at all to pay for the garment that he's demanding back from you. And this rolled and came to Ravavo, and he said, he said, that is, that, that is the halacha, you, can give, you have to give back the cloak, and you cannot demand any money from him. Mar brings down another story, So, that means a person from Narsha stole a safer. He sold it to a Pupinian for 80 Zuz. And the Pupuno went and sold it to somebody from Mechuza for 120 Zuz. So basically, Narsha stole the Sefer, sold it to Pupuno for 80, Pupuno went and then sold it to Mechuza for 120. And the thief was caught, obviously not having the Sefer, and we've now identified where the Sefer is also in the hands of the second Lekeach. <clears throat> so, Amar Abayas, Abayas, what should be the din here? So, Lezel Mori de Sifra, so let the owner of the Sefer, let him go to the Bar Mechuzah, to the person from Mechuzah, right? And let him give him Tman and Zuzah Veshakal Sifre. As part of the Takonas Hashuk, so let him pay, but he should only have to pay 80 Zuz for what it was worth in order to get it back, right? Now the Baal who now had to give it up, but he's also out 40 Zuz, because he paid 120, let him go, let him go to the fellows that sold it from 120, let him collect back from him the 40, okay? So basically, according to Abaya, Abaya requires that the owner pay the person to, to, to what it was worth had he poured it back from the, the, the thief. Now the thief, we see, only sold it for 80. So 80 would have been enough to get it from the thief. So the fact that the second buyer was willing to pay an extra 40, that we don't require the owner to pay that. He only has to pay the first 80, according to our buyer. The, uh, and, and therefore, he has to pay the 80. Ah, the second buyer is out an extra 40. Then you go back to the person who sold you the stolen property, which is the first buyer. So the first buyer pays the second buyer the 40. And now I, now the first buyer is out 40. He goes back to the thief and uh, to the thief and he has to collect from the thief the 80 plus the 40, right? Because 80 has to, he paid to the thief 80 for it, plus now he's out 40, so you should get all that money back from the uh, from, from, from the from from the thief. That is according to our buyer. So uh, Samaskale so, Rav. Rav says, I don't, I don't like your pshat. He says, I don't like your ruling. He says, If the purpose of the Tanakhashuk is because Nebuch, a person who's a buyer on the marketplace, how's he supposed to know it was stolen? So if we make him whole when he buys directly from the thief, 
So lokech melokech. So a buyer from a buyer, kalva chomer, right? He how should even enter his mind that he's picking up stolen property over here? So for sure we should make him whole. So lokech melokech mi buyer. So therefore ela amarova lezel mare de safra viyav lele bar mechuzah meavesin zuzi. So what should happen over here is the owner of the book has to pay the second buyer one hundred and twenty v'shakel sifrei, and then he can get back his book. And now he is the Chora, he's out 120, so what should he own or do? So therefore, and Lezel, Mare de Safra, and let them, the owner of the book, should get 40 from the Papuno, and Tmanon, and another 80 from the original thief from the Narsha. The Narsha owes him 80. Now, the fact that he has to get, uh, 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 he, he's out an extra 40, that's because the first buyer made an extra 40 on his stolen property. So the owner can get from him the extra 40, and the original 80 he gets from the thief, and that's how he makes himself whole for the 120. But the second buyer should not be penalized. He's actually even more removed from the, the from the theft. So he should for sure be made whole, says, uh, says, says Rava, and therefore not like a buyer, but a Rava holds that the owner should have to pay as part of Takona Shuk, the full 120 to the second buyer. Okay, gentlemen, we'll stop over here.